This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A Montana judge says Montana's Public Service Commission districts are likely unconstitutional. U.S. District Judge Donald Malloy says in his order challenging the constitutionality of the districts and that voters were likely but not certain to succeed in their lawsuit of having the districts redrawn before the 2022 election. The districts have not been reapportioned in over two decades. At issue is whether those districts violate the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which requires that political districts balance under the one-person, one-vote rule that allows a deviation of no more than 10% from the ideal population. The voters challenging the district include former Montana Secretary of State Bob Brown of Flathead County, two citizens from Gallatin County. They have asked a three-judge panel to do the redistricting that the Montana legislature has repeatedly failed to do. The plaintiffs are asking that Secretary of State Christy Jacobson be stopped from certifying candidates for the PSC elections in 2022 unless the districts are brought into balance. If each of the state's five PSC districts contained 216,845 people, they would balance. Only one of Montana's five PSC districts District 2, anchored by Billings, even comes close to the target population. Well, as of December 15th, every county in Montana was identified as experiencing some level of drought, with one-third of the state in a D4, or exceptional drought. That's a designation that the U.S. Department of Agriculture says should occur only once in every 50 to 100 years. According to the Great Falls Tribune, the state is on average four and two-thirds inches behind in annual precipitation. The only years that have been drier are 1931, 1919, and 1952. There have been longer droughts, both in the first half of the 1930s and again in the early 2000s, and isolated parts of Montana have withered under more extreme stretches of heat and dryness for limited periods of time. But according to the National Centers for Environmental Information, in only three of the past 127 years have Montanans as a whole endured such bone-dry conditions. Much of the current drought is attributed to La Nina, La Niña's develop when sea surface temperatures in the eastern equatorial Pacific Ocean are consistently cooler than average. Those cool waters affect the location of the jet stream, which impacts weather in North America. According to NOAA, some of the most notable impacts of La Niña's typically occur in winter. Quote, for the Missouri River Basin states, the typical winter La Nina pattern leads to increased chances for below normal temperatures across the upper basin. That's according to a NOAA report from November of this year. According to NOAA, snowpack depths across much of Montana are currently less than 60% of their normal values for this time of year. 
As of December 15th, the snowpack across most of Montana was either non-existent or near historically low levels. Jim Brushta is the chief meteorologist for the National Weather Service in Great Falls. Brushta pointed to a 10-week period between the end of May and mid-August when most of Montana received almost no precipitation at all. Quote, part of the reason why the dryness was so bad in November and December was the wind. We've had numerous windy days when the wind was very strong. We had a couple inches of snowfall in November, but it just melted and dried up. Not only has 2021 been the fourth driest year in recorded history, it was also the sixth warmest since 1895, averaging 3.2 degrees Fahrenheit warmer than the mean year-round daily temperature of 46 degrees. The average temperature in Montana has been trending progressively warmer since the 1970s. Six of the eight warmest years in history have occurred over the past 15 years. In early 2020, the state of Montana required all public schools to test their drinking water for lead for the first time. Schools were given until December 31st of this year to take initial samples. Now, with two weeks to go before the deadline, 136 schools have sent samples, and of those, 125 have at least one fixture that exceeds the state action level for lead. That's according to Yellowstone Public Radio. Only about a quarter of the schools have even sent their results in. Billing Superintendent Greg Upham says all 32 schools in his district, Montana's largest, have submitted their water samples for testing. Quote, in a school district our size, you can imagine the amount of fixtures and faucets, he said. As in other school districts in Montana, samples from Billings found that most schools had at least one fixture used for food and drinking water that exceeds state limits for lead. Lead-based plumbing across the United States and Montana has come under public scrutiny that began in 2014 after a high-profile case in Flint, Michigan. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention say that children are especially vulnerable to lead poisoning. Long-term exposure can cause issues including brain damage and developmental delays. Montana's maximum allowable amount of lead in water is five parts per billion. That's the same concentration ceiling the U.S. Food and Drug Administration sets for lead in bottled water. The state requires that schools that exceed the limit submit mitigation plans. According to Billing Superintendent Greg Upham, his schools are either turning off or replacing fixtures that tested beyond the state limit for lead. The Montana Department of Justice has spent just more than $100,000 and nearly $2,000 defending the state from legal challenges against laws passed during the 2021 legislative session. That's according to a legislative memo. 707 bills were passed during the 2021 legislative session. 
a GOP spokesman says that's about 100 more bills than the average of 592. The result of those efforts have been a flurry of lawsuits. As of November, the state has spent an estimated 1,803 hours and over $102,000 defending 14 cases challenging 18 different laws, ranging from reproductive health care to how judicial vacancies are filled. That's again according to a memo from the Montana Legislative Audit Division. Six of the 18 bills being challenged in court were attached with legal review notes from legislative attorneys warning they might be subject to scrutiny under the law. However, legal notes are simply meant to inform lawmakers of potential legal questions that a bill might raise and are not considered legal opinions or rulings. The time and cost analysis was requested by Representative Jesse Karjala, the Democrat from Billings, and conducted by the Legislative Audit Division. The number one time and money guzzler for the Department of Justice has been the Montana Board of Regents challenge to House Bill 102, which revises gun laws to allow concealed carry on college campuses. The state has spent over $17,500 and over 300 hours on the case. A Lewis and Clark County District Judge struck down portions of that law that undermined the region's constitutional authority. On December 1st, the ruling has been appealed to the Montana Supreme Court. In August, Planned Parenthood of Montana challenged the constitutionality of four bills which it says unconstitutionally restrict Montanans' access to abortion. Since filing that suit, the state has spent $17,200 and over 300 hours defending the law. That case is still pending. Senate Bill 280 makes it harder for transgender Montanans to amend their birth certificate. That has cost the state 265 hours and over $15,000 in legal fees. The state has also spent 125 hours and over $7,000 on another legal challenge to laws passed limiting transgender youth ability to participate in sports and limiting the type of health care they can receive. Attorneys for a Louisiana oil and gas company want a federal judge to restore a drilling lease it held on lands considered sacred by Native American tribes in the U.S. and Canada. The energy lease in the Badger II Medicine area of northwestern Montana near the Blackfoot Reservation was canceled in 2016 under then U.S. Secretary of the Interior Sally Jewell. That decision was upheld by a federal appeals court last year. Now Solenex LLC, the company that holds the lease, is making another run at getting a court to restore its drilling rights. In court documents filed in a lawsuit against the Interior Department, its attorneys argued that Jewell exceeded her authority and the lease should be reinstated. Solenex founder Sidney Longwell bought the 10-square-mile lease in 1982, but never drilled on the site. 
Longwell confronted major bureaucratic delays within various U.S. departments, including Interior and Agriculture, and the company then filed suit in 2013. The Badger II Medicine area near Glacier National Park is the site of the creation story of the Blackfoot tribes in southern Canada and of Montana's Blackfeet Nation. There have been efforts to declare it a national monument or make it a cultural heritage site. Tribal leaders have bitterly opposed Solonek's drilling aspirations. Solonek's attorneys say the government unlawfully outsourced its decision by deferring to the tribe's wishes to block drilling. They said officials should have considered ways of drilling impacts that could be lessened or offset if the drilling were to proceed. Solonek's lawsuit is being waged by the Mountain States Legal Foundation, a Colorado-based firm that pursues cases involving property rights and guns. There is another complication. Solonex is listed as a corporation not in good standing with the Louisiana Secretary of State for failure to file its annual report. Active COVID-19 cases increased last week in Montana and across the U.S. as families traveled and gathered indoors for the holidays. Over the last seven days, at least 1,115 new cases were added in Montana. Total active cases are now 1,775. It was the first time since early October that active case counts were higher than the previous week. As of December 31st, three cases of the new Omicron variant have been detected in Montana. Delta remains the most prominent variant in the state. Missoula, Gallatin, Lewis and Clark, and Flathead counties added the most cases over the weekend. 80 in Missoula, 77 in Gallatin, Lewis and Clark with 42, and Flathead counties with 40. In the past two weeks, the United States as a whole has seen an 83% increase with COVID cases, Puerto Rico with a 5,055% increase. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.